Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I don't have my magic microphone with me, so, and I'm out doing my cardio, but I'm able to speak from the diaphragm. Remember that? And tell you about Ghostbusters. I don't do film reviews. I tell you how the movie made me feel, first of all. Yes, it's a form of nostalgia. And then it doesn't hurt that the director, Jason Reitman, is Ivan Reitman's son. This is for my Canadian listeners. Come on. You know about Ivan Reitman. He's a Canadian. So is Jason Reitman. And Mr. Dan Aykroyd. Think, think of Ghostbusters. Think of the original. A lot of people don't know that Bill Murray was not the first choice to play Peter Venkman. The late John Belushi was going to play Peter Venkman. I think my cousin had told me that or somebody. So this, this Ghostbusters Afterlife takes place, of course, I believe in New York. It's a mother and her two kids. Their grandfather dies. They inherit something. And, and it's, you know, the mother is down on her luck. The kids, really smart. And so they move to where Grandpa had a farm. <laughs> Perfect cover. It's a, it's a whole cast of characters. And it doesn't hurt that you put Paul Rudd in there. I've always liked Paul Rudd. Come on. Interesting cast. And I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm not going to try to give anything away. But when you watch this film, Ghostbusters Afterlife, you're going to see who these kids are related to immediately. Immediately it sticks out to you. Oh my God. They look like Egon. Yeah. Isn't that a trip? I remember being a kid and this was the VHS generation. Jason Almy, Chris Wetzke and Adam Simmons of Creatures of the Night. We all grew up in the 80s. Come on. We know about the VHS generation. It just so happened that I lived in, I still live in the country. My uncle, my godfather, um, used to work at the store not too far from me, and they had video cassettes. We had just gotten a VCR. Videos were really expensive in the 80s, even the, v, the VCRs themselves. And my uncle would loan us Ghostbusters, the first one. That tells you how long ago this was. And I, you know, as a kid, your perception of time is totally different. And I don't know how long we had that movie for. I've seen the original Ghostbusters so many times, more than the sequel. Sequel was pretty good. This afterlife takes place 32 fucking years after the second one. For me, this is the true, authentic third film. Nothing against the Melissa McCarthy. I love Melissa McCarthy um, film, uh, but that just didn't work. And as a Ghostbusters fan myself, I was like, no. And I used to watch the cartoon series. Yes, there was a cartoon series. With those cartoon series, it would get a little more in-depth with the story. Kind of similar to Beetlejuice. But Ghostbusters Afterlife, there are so many fucking Easter eggs in this movie 
for the quintessential Ghostbusters fan. There's a, there's a dialogue, there's moments and instances where you're like, uh-oh. I kind of know where this is going. And it's not in a bad way. It's in no way predictable. That's the other thing. I, th- I think with these films, people get so jaded. Oh, God. I'm just going to say this right now. Originality is great. And I love that Jason Reitman, the son of the guy who directed and produced and come, came up with Ghostbusters with the late Harold Ramis. And today is his birthday. And at the end of the film, it's for Harold Ramis, who played Egon Spangler. They wrote those words together. Dan Aykroyd and all them. I mean, come on. It was, it was a moment. Even Annie Potts is in the film. I won't say in what capacity. That's the other thing. It, it was a moment. I loved watching it. I didn't think I was going to like it. I was like, okay. My friends were like, we're going to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. All right. We're, how are they going to do this? Some people have said, oh, it was kind of slow. No, it was building. As a filmmaker myself, I know when you're telling a story, you've got to keep the audience in their seats, not looking at their phones. You've got to give them what they came there for. You know, you're going to get in the car, you're going to give the money, you're going to get that ticket and the popcorn. I did get popcorn. I haven't eaten movie popcorn in a long time for health reasons, but I, because I do cardio and I lift weights, it's like, okay, all right. And I was able to do that and have one of those um, bubbly, sparkly drinks. Um, it really set the tone. And... You know, the, it, it, it makes you, it does make you nostalgic. I think of the original Ghostbusters in 1984 <laughs> when I was four years old. And then the sequel, 1989. And here we are. We've arrived at 2021. There's thrills. There's chills. There's everything that you could want in a Ghostbusters story. And it's arrived at 2021. Small town, USA. Okay. All right. I know about small towns. I grew up in a small town. (laughs) Where everybody knows each other's business. And you're going to find that when you watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's the other thing. The term. Afterlife. A lot of people... I was having this conversation with my nephew. I was watching... A Radiohead, that Radiohead exhibition, and it looked like heaven and hell. And he says, is there such a place? And it's like, I don't know. Well, with Ghostbusters Afterlife, it's, it gives you that implication. Okay, what happened in the past is still here. That energy, you know, Albert Einstein said you cannot destroy energy. It's always going to be there. Always good. Whether it's good or bad. It also makes me think of The the Shining, where Mr. Holleran, is it Hollerman or Holleran? He says to Danny about Shining, he's like, if someone burns toast, that feeling always stays there. And people who shine can pick it up. Okay. So Ghostbusters Afterlife 
<laughs> it's it is a roller coaster ride. It was thrilling. It was funny. But like I said, if you've watched the first two Ghostbusters films and watched the cartoon series, there are a multitude of Easter eggs within this film. Others around me didn't pick it up. I immediately picked it up. I was like, okay, all right. Because I said that. I said, there are a lot of Easter eggs. What are those? I said, clues, verbal dialogue from the original films, characters, situations. You know, when, with the Star Wars films, that's what you always look for, the Easter eggs, okay? Anytime that it's a franchise, that's the other thing. People are, I think people, because it's a franchise, franchises get a bad rap. You know, um, I've made no bones and I will reveal it here. I don't like Adele's new album because it does have a franchise feel to it. It's like, okay, you gave us 21, which is awesome. And you give us 25 where it's like, oh, okay, you're still sad. And you give us 30 and it's like, what the fuck? And I know some Adele fans are going to hate me for that. And that's fine. That's fine. I've, I've lived with it. Nothing against her. Got a great voice. Great, great writer. But 21 stands alone. 25, no. 30, no. And, and the number, the franchise. There, that's a franchise. It, it doesn't come with a Happy Meal. It doesn't come with McNuggets. It doesn't come with fries and a soda. Mine as well, though. With Ghostbusters... You gotta remember in the 80s if you if the film was successful you didn't immediately do a sequel you just didn't okay so the first film comes out in 1984 second film comes out in 1989 so that's a good while okay this third film 32 years 32 years later and I I really feel in my yeah, and, and and the other thing is, here we are. This is the Dr. Zeus film podcast. There's a podcaster in the film. And a little bit kind of maybe kind of turned red because it's like, oh my God, we are really like that. We are really eccentric. We are in our own world. It's this kid. That's the other thing about Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's a beautiful, diverse cast. This is, this is, this is the age we live in. And the little podcasting dude, he's Asian-American. And I love that. I think it's great. And one of the kids in the film, he falls in love with a black woman or a black girl. So I think it's great. It's, that's where we're at. That's what America looks like. But the podcaster, yeah. I, and I'm watching. I'm thinking, oh, my God. That really is what we do. As podcasters, I don't have to be represented in a film, but I was. And I thought, oh, this is so cool in the weirdest of weirdest ways. Because look, podcasters, we're not radio people. And I know radio people. Radio people are so amazing. And I want to give a shout out to George Trombolopoulos. This year will be his 30th anniversary of being in radio, being, I mean, he's done television. He's been on this show. And I love all of my guests. And George taught me a lot. 
to always give my audience a promise. And I always feel when I'm talking to you and saying good evening, I'm giving you a promise. I'm respectful. This is the show. We're going to talk about some fun things. And as a podcaster, to, to see it represented in the film is kind of funny. And, and the kid's name is Podcast. I thought, oh my goodness. And my friends just kind of looked at me. Is that you? I said, yeah. And it's cool. It, it represents all podcasters. Because we are in our own worlds. I am probably... I'm not going to toot my own horn. But Jason Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked and Christina are aware I'm very eccentric. I am not your typical podcaster. Okay? I'm not going to talk about murder. doesn't interest me. I'm not going to talk about crime. doesn't interest me. I am going to talk about film and I'm going to talk about music and art and history. That interests me. And, and I don't... There was a time and a place where I thought about going to bars and interviewing people with my friend. And I thought, no. When people ask about the podcast, it's like, I am the soul. I am the host. I am the creator. I am this. I am that. I used to promote the show. And with Ghostbusters Afterlife, I, that, that is a cool thing to see a podcaster in a film and a kid. The, the, the generation, the revolution is not televised. It's on the big screen. And it's on the podcast. And when I do these, people often, do you ever run out of shit to say? Not really. Because I know that if I'm not going to talk about film, I'm going to talk about music. And they're interconnected. Okay. So, and then, of course, you know, through, at one point in the film... That Ghostbusters theme does play. I'm not going to say where, but it plays. And it's, and it's so classic. And that's the other thing I want to stress. Nostalgia is not bad. I think some people, because we live in such a jaded world, where everything is at our fingertips, is that nostalgia is bad. As I say that, I think of Michael Douglas in Wall Street. Greed is good. But... Nostalgia is good. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I love that. Okay, you know, you can access things on YouTube. That's the other thing. YouTube does play a part in this movie. How else are these kids going to find out about the Ghostbusters? The original Ghostbusters. Winston, Egon, Ray... And Peter, the original Fab Four, they, they didn't just hunt ghosts. They became the ghosts. <laughs> if you remember the original film, some questionable moments that happened to <laughs> Ray and Peter and Winston and Egon. And this, this film stands alone. And it's, and it's also a beautiful tribute to Harold Ramis, who played Egon Spangler. It, it is a full circle mo- moment. And, yeah. And it, and it does. It tugs at your heartstrings. Um, but, yeah, it's such a great cast. I don't have anything in front of me. Otherwise, I, I just know that Paul Rudd is in it. And, you know, those of us who grew up watching Clueless, remember that? He is a Baldwin. 
<laughs> and that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Ghostbusters Afterlife. No clips. Just talking about the film. What it felt. What it meant. I, I ate all that popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>